Welcome to the Good Book Club podcast, part of a worldwide initiative to get people reading their Bible and exploring the Word of God together. This season, we're reading the Gospel of Matthew. Find the full list of daily readings and more ways to learn and connect at goodbookclub.org. I'm Jeffrey Queen, rector at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Today's reading for the Good Book Club is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 1 through 26. And after getting into a boat, he crossed the sea and came to his own town. And just then some people were carrying a paralyzed man lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Then some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. And he stood up, and he went to his home. When the crowds saw it, they were filled with awe, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to human beings. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at a tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and he followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and they will fast. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth of an old cloak, for the patch pulls away from the cloak, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine poured into old wineskins, otherwise the skins burst, and the wine is spoiled, and the skins are destroyed." But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader from the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him, and with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman, who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years, came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, seeing her, and said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house, he saw the flute players and the crowds making a commotion, and he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowds had been put outside, he went in, and he took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. Today's reflection on the scripture passage comes from A Journey with Matthew, published by Forward Movement as a book or ebook. The author is Kate Moorhead. 
Why did Jesus choose a tax collector as his disciple? Tax collectors were the IRS agents of their day. They were often heartless and would try to collect taxes from the poorest of the poor. They worked for a government that was wealthy and unjust. They were willing to hurt the people in order to make the rich richer. Why choose a tax collector? The only answer I have is that Jesus looked at the inside of a person. Jesus must have seen much more in Matthew than just a tax collector. When Jesus looked at this Jewish extortioner, he saw what Matthew would become, the author of a gospel, a devout follower of Christ. Jesus saw the potential of the man and not just his external trappings. What if we were to look upon others with an eye for the internal potential rather than just the external evaluation? What if we sought out and believed in those who did not look so good on the outside but had enormous potential on the inside? Can that even be done? St. Paul says that our hearts have eyes, with the eyes of your hearts enlightened, Ephesians 1.18. Love can impact the way we perceive other people. Love can cause us to look again. Most people would have walked right by Matthew with disgust, but what Jesus saw something more than a tax collector. He saw a disciple. And in seeing Matthew as a disciple, Jesus could invite him to be one. How can we change the lives of those around us simply by seeing them differently? Throughout your day today, consider this question about the reading. Who have you judged in your life? Can you take a moment and try to see that person with the eyes of your heart? If you'd like to comment or to hear what others are saying, visit us on Facebook at The Good Book Club. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, help us to look upon others not with harsh judgment, but with the eyes of our heart enlightened. Help us to look not just at outward trappings, but into the soul of a person. Help us to see potential in others and to call forth goodness. Amen. Thanks for listening. Find the full list of Good Book Club daily readings, as well as additional ways to learn and connect with other disciples at www.goodbookclub.org. This podcast is produced by Ford Movement in partnership with the Episcopal Church's Office of Communications. Learn more at fordmovement.org and episcopalchurch.org.